Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Builders Podcast. I'm Andrew Denton, and this podcast is for people like you who want to live an all-in life that turns vision into reality. Join me as I talk to inspiring people who are doing just that. I only very recently met this young man when he direct messaged me on Instagram about my book, Kingdom Builders. He was blown away by it, and even more so as he began to realize that there are more people in the world that think like he does. We very quickly began a conversation that led to a conference call with my editor and finally to deciding to record a bunch of podcasts, which is exactly what we are doing now. This young man is definitely an influence with over 550,000 followers on Instagram. He's an incredibly creative person and most definitely a kingdom builder. Please let me introduce to you Stefan Kunz. Stefan, it's great to have you on here today. Thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be here. So good, mate. Can you just share a little bit about yourself straight away and you know where you're, where you're from and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Stefan Kunz. I'm a hand lettering artist. Um, that's my main job. And I run a studio here in the heart of Zurich and or actually just outside of Zurich. Uh, it's not really in the center of the city, but it's uh, just outside. And um, now with a couple of people employed uh, on my side, we, um, yeah, we create products, digital products that help other artists to create and draw letters and as well um, teach, uh, educate people in this same area how to draw, how to make stuff and how to create awesome things. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. See, I wouldn't have thought there was even a business like that, you know? Well, so. me neither. So that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been doing that business? So I quit my job at the bank in uh, 2015. Um, and at the time, I didn't really know what I was doing afterwards. So I felt that God called me into a bit of a in-between chapter. Um, and, and I didn't know what would come after um, until like a year later where this lettering thing kind of took off and, and somehow out of nowhere. And at the time, I, I really didn't want to do that. And so I think around early 2017 is when I committed to, to really put everything else on, on, on the side that I was trying to do. I was trying to open a cafe. I was trying to be a wedding photographer um, or, or do that more professionally if felt like or waiting for God's call to do that purposefully. But that never mm. came. And, and then finally, the one thing that I was doing um, all throughout the year was actually uh, doing drawing letters and, and words and, and posting those on Instagram. And my Instagram following grew. Um, and, and so at, after a while, I really felt that this is what I should be doing and focus on because it, it was working. And, and so I committed to that. And ever since so 2017, now almost four years, uh, over four years that I've been doing that full time. Yeah. Well, obviously, with the amount of people that you have following you, that um, there's obviously a market there. And um, everybody obviously is impressed with what you do. I'm certainly impressed by just having a look at your Instagram but, uh, at what you can do. Um, yeah. Being somebody who hasn't got a creative bone in his body at all, I, I'm <laughs> I'm impressed very much by creative people. So, um, nah, it's amazing, mate. I'm absolutely amazing. Thank you. You know, in my um, in my book, Kingdom Builders, I wrote about the moment when I first knew that I was supposed to be a kingdom builder. You know, when was it for you? When did you first realize that what you did for a living could play a part in something much bigger than yourself? In other words, you know, was there a was there a catalyst moment that made you think, yep, I'm a kingdom builder, I'm all in? 
There are different moments uh, that I recall. So the very first moment that I really recall that it's like, oh yeah, you know what, this this is what I want to do was um, at church when our pastor um, at ICF Church, he he called out or he was preaching about giving and generosity. And, and so he was painting this picture of um, like someone who would bring or him dreaming of someone who would come and, and donate, um, like give and tithe $1 million. And, and that scene for our church, um, even though we're a big church, is still in Switzerland, it's $1 million is is a huge sum. And, and so far he had never seen that. And I was like, I want to be that person. And so in my heart, I felt that like, I want to be that person. I want to be the person who will at one point give away $1 million because I was ready to do that if I had the money. And, and so at that point, that was like a seed that was planted, that was, uh, was set. And, and a couple of years later, I think that was um, early 2016, probably the first week of 2016, um, when he came to preach at our youth um, or young adults, um, um, like Friday night service. And he, he was talking about generosity again. And I just had quit my job at the bank. And, and so he, he was giving an encouraging message about giving and how like we should ask God, like what does he want to do? And he, as a person, as a pastor, lives a really generous lifestyle. So he is one of a few pastors who actually takes out all the royalties that he would get from book selling, from speaking engagements, anything. And he just always gives it back to the church. So he has a salary and that's fixed. And beyond that, he tries to always outgive himself or whatever he does. And so he already lived that um, that lifestyle that I could see. And and so I went back with that question to God, and I asked him like, "What is it that you want to do, and and or that I should be doing?" And so he said something that I will never forget uh, for the next years is give double as last year. And I was like. Mm-hmm. Well, that is insane because I just quit my job and I was working at the bank and I, I earned a good amount of money, the most I've ever earned before. Plus on the side, I was doing wedding photography, which earned me even more money. And so I had a really good salary uh, already at that age. And and then looking back, I was like, all right, how much would that be? And so I, I, I checked out my finances, looked at all the, the, the tithing that I did the year prior and when I went through it all, I, I counted and I doubled the amount and I just saw that what I had given the, um, the agency who, who kind of like asked like, what are you planning to earn for the next year? Um, even though you don't know necessarily, um, I, I said, well, this, the exact same amount that I thought I would earn in 2016 was the exact same amount that I then planned to give away. So I, I was realizing that either I was lying about how much I would earn or it would just be impossible to make that that much money. Um, and, and so one of those numbers was wrong. And thankfully enough, the the number that I was giving the agency was, was wrong. And so it turned out that at the end of the year, um, even though I wasn't tracking it, I wasn't planning on it, just at the end of the year, I felt like I, I should give away a certain amount of uh, amount. And at that point... I started like, wait a minute, how much did I actually give this year? And I counted through and I was like, it's exactly or just even a little bit more than last year, um, than the double amount of last year. And so I saw that God was doing something amazing there. And then after that, I was like, all right, what about next year? And it's kind of the same thing happened again, give double the amount. And I was like, well, it's impossible to just double that every single year. But so far, 
God has been good. God has done an amazing and incredible job at providing in, in, in ways that I couldn't have possibly dreamt of. And so that calling came like in, in different times. And, but it, it was triggered really at that first time when he said, or probably even told your story without actually realizing it. Um, I like, he, he didn't mention the name or I forgot the name, but I, that, that story triggered something in me and just like woke me up and like, I want to do that. I want to follow that. Uh, so amazing. Amazing. And you're only 29. Is that right, Stefan? That is right. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Um, you know, as you know, from my story, I was, I was just 31, you know, when I found my purpose too, when I got mm-hmm. guessed it. So, you know, um, to, for you to get that a few years earlier is even is even greater. And I think mm-hmm. the amazing thing there is that, you know, when you took that faith step, you know, you saw God turn up. Mm-hmm. And so that's why then that following year you had a, you know, obviously a godly confidence that, all right, God, you're telling me to double it. <laughs> it's on you, you know. I'm going to do my bit. But, yeah, you know, that's um, yeah, that's quite amazing. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's that that godly confidence is is a little bit different when you're in it um because every time like at the end of the year i'm like fully confident like it's amazing god's good god's incredible but then january 1st is always the tipping point it's like when it's the 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 page turns and you're like i'm okay it's a new chapter and now it's double again and and even though you've like even though i've i've experienced it now four years or five years in a row um this year again, it's the same thing over. It's like impossible. So you start always the year with it's impossible, and and it takes quite a while to 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 uh, sink in into that feeling. Just like all right, I let it go. It's it's not in my hand. It's totally out of my hand and out of my control. And so even though it's like godly confidence, like I've seen it happen over and over again, but it still takes so much trust in God to for him to show up and not for me to to try to do it on my own and so it takes like probably two months for me to to let it go more or less and just like all right let's see what he does and I think that's the cool thing is because can I tell you at 56 and I've been doing this now for 25 years I've still got to take a faith step mm-hmm. I've still got to trust God I actually had some beginning of 2020, I had a word over me too, which looked ridiculous, mm. absolutely ridiculous at 2020. Then COVID hit and I thought it's just not even going to happen. Like that's just nuts, that word. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the year, I, I'd seen it come to fruition. And it's like, you know what, God doesn't God doesn't put these things on our heart if it's not going to be happening. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I love that, Stefan, that um, – that you're now, you now have that confidence in God, not just in Stefan, but in, in God, that um, what he says he's going to do, he can do. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about your journey so far, and it's, you know, it's been, you know, as I say, probably five, six years into it now, who are the people in your life that encourage you to live that all in life? You know, how important is it for you to have people partnering with you? Mm-hmm. So, again, like I said, my, my pastor lives that lifestyle and and he I, I feel like one of the few people that I can really look up to and just trust that he really does what he says he does and and just lives it out the way kind of like I don't see anybody else living it out um, that is from someone who preaches it down and and talks about finances is like really good that he is doing all these steps 
Um, but one person that really encouraged me um, in generosity um, that really changed the way I looked at things and, and be open more about it was uh, someone who moved down into our street when I was younger, uh, when I was a teenager. And he just opened up his house to all the, the, the teenagers of our church. And at, at that time, I was in a smaller church. Um, there, there weren't that many uh, young people. But uh, a couple of us were always at his house, and, and at any time we knew where his key was, we knew how to get in, and and like where his um, cabinet was with all the food, and like we could help ourselves to anything. And he would always go shop and and put grocery bags back in, and just fill up and stock up, and and never asked anything from us. He never like put up a, a jar saying like, Hey, let's, uh, if, if you are eating here, like put something in it, which would have totally been okay. But at the time mm. he was just living that lifestyle. Like, you know what? I got enough and I got even more than enough. And I'm going to share that with anyone who is, who wants to come. And so he never asked anything of us. And, and after a while I saw something change in me. Um, and I didn't really see that change in me until I, I went out with someone else who, who was younger than me and who was just taking up that generosity. And I, I realized how that felt like it doesn't really feel that great when somebody's kind of like using you um, like or just taking advantage, but n like in a nice way, not in a terrible way. So he's just like when, when I went up to pay for groceries, like he didn't even offer pain. And, and even though that's such a small thing, it's It, it, it felt terrible. And I saw like how probably the, the, this other guy, Patrick, uh, felt when, when, he, when he just paid for us. Um, and then after a year or so, I saw the other one who, who went, who kind of like took advantage of me uh, or, or just of my generosity. He then started paying himself. He's like, no, let me buy it. Let's, like, I want to like pay for it and so on. And I saw him being transformed as well. And so the, the craziest thing was that generosity never actually leaves anyone um, cold. And, and so after that, like one of the first steps, like whatever you can do at the beginning, like before you start giving out bigger sums, because it's, it's really not about the money. Uh, it's more about your heart's condition and how you, um, how, like what God is doing with your heart. So when it comes to generosity and tithing, I, When other people ask me about it, I'm like, it's not really about the sum. It's not about the percentage. It's about how much you trust God and how much you're just willing away to part away with what you have. And, and so whenever I went, uh, while I was living in Sydney for, for one and a half years, um, every time I went for coffee or for food with friends, um, I, I just paid always. And like, I never gave them a chance to pay and not because I kind of want to outdo them, but like, because I wanted to let them know how much. I love them because otherwise they always came back. And like one thing in Switzerland that is very common is like when I pay for someone's coffee, they're like, oh, I'll pay the next time. And like, no, 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 I don't want you to pay next time. I want you to just enjoy that. And like you can pay someone else's coffee, but you don't have to repay me. Like that's not, then I cannot be generous because you're just repaying me. Like I'm just loaning you something. And so experiencing that with other people and, and feeling like that generosity from other people um, Is, is something that has helped me along the way, seeing that other people have been generous towards me um, and, and just allowed me to also be generous and like build that generosity heart or that heart of generosity towards others. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's definitely something that's caught and can't really necessarily be taught. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in situations myself over the years many times with that the coffee is a good thing, you know, with shouting people at a cafe and 
And sometimes it does. Sometimes it takes six months. Sometimes it takes 12 months. Sometimes it takes three years for somebody to actually to click. But when it clicks, it clicks for them, yeah. you know. And um, it's great to see them then start to live a generous lifestyle and realise in actual fact they've been ripping themselves off by not, you know, by being that way, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. You know, in my book, Kingdom Builders, I talk about Denton's four Ds, you know, which I see is essential about making daily, deliberate, disciplined decisions. Do you have any daily disciplines or non-negotiables that help you continue being a kingdom builder, especially when things get tough in life? So definitely one thing that I've been doing now for years, it's um, it's starting the day with coffee. Um, so one of the first things that I will do when I wake up is go out, make myself a cup of coffee, and then go back into my room and start reading the Bible and pray. Um, and in the last months, even so, like I... Um, I started putting away coffee and even though it was always a huge help to start the day with coffee, like that was, if I had coffee, a coffee machine in my house or in my environment, the, the, the reading the Bible was always clear to me. Like I would always do it. Um, but when I was in hotel rooms traveling a lot, I like missing the, that, that machine, the, the coffee was, was something that wasn't really easy for me. So now I switched to like, I've, I've stopped drinking coffee and, and the first thing that I'll do is just pick up my phone and then start reading through the Bible um, and, and then pray about it, see if there's any Bible verses that like stand out and then pray over them and, or pray with them, using them. And so I think even now at the beginning of the year, especially when usually the, the first two months of the year are, are tough because I don't see it like anything happening or like business is slow. Um, and, and so one of the things that I I've been doing like lately is just like praying and worshiping. And so whenever I feel like I'm not really making any progress or I don't really have much work to do, um, instead of just doing nothing, I I rather just like spend time praying and, and worshiping. And, and so those are, are probably the, the one non-negotiables like reading scripture and letting God speak into things uh, trying to always keep my eye, uh, my eyes and ears open for what God is wanting to do, um, and and that sounds easy, but it's it's hard when you're like going through through life and you have other things you're thinking about, um, and if you're even not hearing anything, you feel like it's a waste of time just trying to listen. But it's like you don't know when God will show up, and and you want to be present, you want to be ready for whatever He says and whatever He wants to do. And so that's for me like non-negotiable. Um, so putting God first, and and then see what happens. Yeah. No. Look, mate. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think. You know, um, we we need to hear from God. Yeah. You know, you need to hear from God. You know, when we're taking faith steps, and you know, we're out there, and the devil's attacking everything. We we need to have God's guidance. And so, you know, I really believe that. Um, you know, it's just uh, so important for us to be be reading our word and and reading it with an expectation that God's really going to speak to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for myself, um, I don't put my Bible down until God speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I've read and, that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I want to get that verse, my verse, not the verse today, my verse, and and then I want to share it with others. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I share it with my family first, my wife and my kids. They get it first, and. And then I share with a whole bunch of people, you know, actually across the globe. And so um, I just think it's uh, it's a definitely a non-negotiable. And certainly the praying, 
the praying is important. The praying is so so important, and um, uh, I know that you're a you're, you're a single single man, Stefan, and and so you know I, I hope you've got some men too in your life too that can you can pray with as well, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it helps support you there. So I think it's so important that we we realise that actually this is too hard to do alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's amazing the amount of married couples that I, I talk to as well that that don't pray together and. And um, they they need to be because yeah. there's so much to do, and and the devil wants to keep us apart. So, so important. So that's fantastic, mate. You know, as a as a young man, you know, in your own business, you know, with this enormous following on social media, um, who do you want to influence the most, and what is your message? So it's hard to like. One of the things that you're called when you have a bigger following is you're an influencer. And, and the thing, the real truth is that everyone is an influencer in some way or the other. Like you will always influence other people. Um, but thankfully, I, I feel like that was not the purpose of, of why I grew on Instagram or the reason why I grew on Instagram. I, like I had fun growing it and purposefully growing it, um, seeing that I was good at it, um, knowing the triggers and mechanism behind it. But the one thing that I I wanted is to, to or the, one of the first things that I realized um, at the beginning was that words have power. Um, like scripture has power, like it will never return void. And when you read it, um, it's, it's something that as a lettering artist, writing words, drawing words, you just know that these things that you're putting out, people will read and people will be influenced by that automatically. So the the first thing that I was thinking about when I started out was what am I going to write? Um, and the funny thing was that a lot of these hipster quotes, like not all those who wander are lost is, is one of those, those top quotes that like people like to quote. Um, but it doesn't really mean anything. And you're just like reading and you're like, what does it actually mean? And so those, those questions were, were at, at the top of my mind when I was thinking about like, what should I write? And so the only thing that I knew was true and was good and it was powerful was the word of God. And so I turned mm-hmm. to scripture when mostly when, when I'm writing something or thinking about like, what is something that will help people encourage people? Um, and so one of the, the few things that I realized that I'm uh, good at. So w- when I was looking back and, and going through like, what am I like, what are the key things that I love to do um, is, is I like to excel at things. So when I wanted to become the best wedding photographer, I wanted to excel uh, when I wanted to open a cafe, I wanted to be entrepreneurial. And then uh, one thing that I always love to do is encourage other people. And so all of these three things that I kind of wanted to do in different areas kind of like culminated and, and were drawn into one thing in lettering. So as I, I run a business, a lettering business, I excel at like really push my skills to the best that I possibly can. And then finally, with the things that I write, I can encourage and inspire people. And, and that's what I'm trying to do with what I, whatever I do is to encourage people to, to put out a message of hope of encouragement. And, and so one of the very first thing that was interesting when I started out and, and quit my job, like a friend of mine said, like, you need to take away all your Bible verses from your Instagram and, and from your website, because big, bigger businesses will not hire you if there's something religious on there. Uh, so you will probably have a harder time to reach out or get jobs um, if if you want to pursue that, then you should take that away. And I was I was at the the brink of just like deciding whether or not I should do it. And I realized that for my entire life during school, like I've never 
um, hid the fact that I was a Christian, um, that I was born into a missionary family. And, and so one of the things that were non-negotiable for me is also I will not compromise on my faith. So I will always stand up for my faith and, and for, for who God has called me to be. And so that said, told me as well, like, I'm not going to try to, to hide the fact that I'm a Christian or take away those Bible verses if the chance is that somebody would not hire me. Like, I'd rather people not hire me. Um, and I still have the Bible verses up, then somebody hired me because I didn't have those Bible verses up. And, and it turned out to be absolutely not true. Like, I, I wouldn't know the fact of what would, would have happened if I hadn't posted any scripture on it. But I've been hired by the biggest brands, uh, like from Coca-Cola to, uh, to Adobe, Apple, and others um, in Microsoft. So, like, I've had the pleasure of working with big brands. And, and even though they know exactly my that I'm in faith and that I post scripture that I post Bible verses on my Instagram and so getting to to influence people who follow me getting to um to talk about faith and everyone who just reaches out to me who does business with me is is one of the things like I I don't want to waste any opportunity and and take every chance that I get and do whatever God puts on my heart to do um and so that is doesn't matter if it's good for business or bad for business. Like I'd rather it be bad for business, but it's it serves God than the other way around. So good. No, I mean, I love that. I love that. No compromise. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, what what has been your biggest challenge in business though? One of the biggest challenges in business has been really that I've always felt limited. I still feel limited in, in a lot of ways. And and as you you prepared these questions beforehand and um, and sent them my way. And so I was thinking about that and I wrote down limitations and, and feel limited in different ways. Like I've always felt limited as an artist. How far can you really get? Like I felt like maybe as an artist, I, I can make as maybe as much money as I did at the bank. Um, and it was true already the first year. So I made a little bit more money than I did at the bank in my first year. Um, and it doubled after that. So it's kind of like it grew exponentially in, and, and we hit like crazy numbers in, in, uh, last year, even during Corona, during the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. and so every time God kind of like ripped up the roof and, and like allowed me to, to grow, grow bigger. And even last year, even though it was a great year, I was still thinking of like, you know what, I, kind of feel like this is I'm coming at the end of the road here like and it was more of a personal feeling than what God was telling me and and I was thinking of quitting what I was doing trying to like let that run out um like do the most of it and then kind of like create a new company like do something bigger something that has a bigger foundation and I kind of like looked at it as a building project like right now I'm, I'm like a tiny house that's kind of like expanding in all sizes and direction like going up and like it it, it hasn't gotten the room to really expand further. Um, and that's kind of like how I've always seen it. And the coolest thing was then that I wanted to transfer that, like I want to purchase like a bigger land and then build up on there and you know all about building. But one, one thing that I felt that God called me to is, uh, is one image that he gave me a lot earlier was, you know what, you can either take the big road that normal people will take and um, that that is meant to be on that road or you can take the the road that wasn't meant to be walked on on go on and you will experience the craziest things with me and and i felt at that time as well like god was saying like you know what you can do that you can purchase a bigger land you can build up a bigger company and like like be able to give more 
But you know what? In that area, people won't necessarily see what I'm capable of because what you are doing right now, what you're experiencing right now, that is impossible. And you will experience that even more so continuing and uh, going on from here. And, and so I was like, all right, um, yeah, that is challenging. And, and so living with those limitations, I, I, I talked to my team at, at the beginning of this week and I kind of talked to them about limitations. Like, like you want to feed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and three fishes? Like, go ahead, try that. It's impossible. But one kid dared and said, like, you know what? I'm sure you can do something with this, God. And he took that and he's like, Jesus took it, prayed for it. He, he, he shared it with everyone. And at the end, they weren't only all fed, but they all had leftovers. So more than they started off with. And I was like, so impressed by, by just that story. It's just to see, you know what? That God can do so much more than we can ever like possibly imagine or dream of. And, and so that for me has been one of the biggest challenges. Like, like I said, every beginning of the year, it's like, it's absolutely impossible. And I'm not even seeing it closely. Like, how can this actually happen um, or that this year would come together and I could give away double as much as last year um, has never been able to see that beforehand, but somehow God made more absolutely like ripped off the roof and, and kind of built up on and, and showed his strength and power through that. And so that for me has been um, like impressive. And, and also one thing that I told my team was that, you know what, I don't want to, like, I don't want us to project our limitations onto God. Like our image of God is, is if, if we think about it, like, because we have our limits, we think that God will have those limits and, and kind of like cannot really do anything about that. And I was like, no, let's, let's actually believe for anything is possible for him. And, and like, we have our limitations, but God wants to use our limitation. Like he said, um, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in your weakness. And then Paul says like, in, and therefore I will boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And so I'm like, yeah, like I want to boast about my limitations so that Christ's power may rest on me so that he can do what only he can do through me and through our business, through everyone that works for me here. Oh, so good, man. So good. Limitations. <laughs> I think we put the limitations on. God's God's got no limit. He does and, uh, none. Yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, one of my cha- one of uh, the chapters in my book is called "Faith." is spelled R I S K. Risk. Mm-hmm. Can you share a story of a step of faith that you've taken, which definitely was risky, but God miraculously turned up? Yeah. So every every year, every time, like there there's a moment I feel like when giving away the money um, or a certain sum was like, you know what, this is, this is kind of like my future that I'm kind of giving away here or the, the safety net that I have. Um, and, and last year it was uh, right like after lockdown and, and our pastor was again preaching about generosity and just saying like, you know what, let's, let's put God first, even in this time, even in this uh, pandemic and let's see what God can do. And, and I was called to give away the most that I've ever given at one given time. And, and so I was like praying about it and, and just felt like, all right, this is it. And so I was like, all right, I either need to do it right away. But I knew kind of like, oh, you know what? It would be easy to go through Corona with this amount of money. Like I didn't know how long this whole thing will last. And, and so far it has lasted longer than I would have anticipated. So that wouldn't have helped me e- even more. But I, at, at that moment, I was like, all right, I'm going to trust God first. 
and then see what he can do. Um, because I don't want to be at the opposite side, like not doing anything and then not seeing if something will happen or not. Um, so I, I gave it away. And then the, the month after, um, our, our sales in our shop, like absolutely like went up in, in a way that I've never seen before. So just to, to give like comparison numbers, not necessarily numbers, numbers, um, but what we did in one year uh, total in our sales on our shop um, tripled in in three months uh, from wow. the year prior. And so that was wow. absolutely insane. And we've never seen anything like that. Plus, we, mm -hmm. we launched a course that um, was went beyond like double our expectations, which was also incredible. And, and everything was just like, like I, I felt like I was, I was riding on a cloud, uh, cloud seven and cloud nine. And, and just like, this was the highlight. Uh, but, but then again, God just showed up and just like, he, he made crazy things. And at the end of the year, I felt like I was asking God, like, all right, I'm, I'm nearly just reaching the goal. Like, is this it? Or, or should we go even further? And, and I felt God is like, add more than 10%. And I'm like, okay, that is tough. But I'm like, God, if you'll provide till the end of the year, um, if, if you show up, I'll, I'll do it and, and I'll go beyond that. And, and so, yeah, every single time he has shown up, but it always takes this first step of faith. And, and the very first time that I experienced that was the, in 2012, 11, when, when I went first time to Australia with only two and a half thousand dollars in my bank account. And I didn't know whether or not I would survive through those six months with just that amount of money. And of course I did not with just that, but, but God provided all the time. But one time I was like praying for God to give me a new brand new laptop and a MacBook 15 inch um, uh, display to, to be able to edit videos for church. And, and at the time he was um, like, I felt like, or I made that deal with God saying, God, if you give me the bigger one, then I'll give away the one that I have. Like, Sounds like a perfect deal with God. But then God came up and was like, you know what? Give yours first away and then expect me to show up and give you your <laughs> other laptop. And, and I was like, well, that's not a great deal, but I'll still take it. Um, and, and I did it. And the craziest thing was it took one and a half months until I got the new laptop. But the craziest thing was at the same evening that I was that I gave my laptop away, was the day or the, the day that God called someone to give it to me. It took him one and a half months to, to actually give it away. And so what I wow. learned from that experience was I'm never, ever going to wait for, for, if God calls me to do something, I want to do it right away and be obedient right away because that could cost someone else a lot of faith time to do so. I, I'm not going to say it was a bad timing because I, I got to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to. So God's timing is always right. But at the same time, it could have been done a lot faster. And yeah. so, yeah. Amazing. Oh, they're just, that's fantastic testimonies. And it's so true, so true that we have to take the step first. When we take the step, we just allow God then to show up, you know, but um, we have to take the step first. And yeah, it's amazing, mate. You know, this, this, has been, this has been really fantastic, Stefan. And, you know, what final advice would you give to someone especially, you know, a young millennial, say, who's listening right now and they're contemplating being a kingdom builder. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them? The one thing that I would say to anyone was, 
Like one, it's all a personal story between you and God. It's nothing that has to do that you have to copy someone else's faith journey or, or steps. Like if you don't have to double your money to be a kingdom builder, or you don't have to give a certain amount to be a kingdom builder. Um, the one thing that you have to do though, is go to God and ask him like, Hey, what is my journey look like? What do you want to call me to? Um, like, it's not everyone's journey to be a kingdom builder, but if you're listening to that podcast, you're probably already interested and you want to do something. And so the one thing I recommend is like, go to God, pray about it, ask him to, to reveal what he, what his plans are for you. Um, and, and like, I'm faith, like, I'm grateful to, to have received the thing that he called me to, to like double the amount. And it's like, it's not an easy journey. That's one thing for sure. It's, it's probably the hardest thing that I do every year is to overcome that barrier of like, like faith of trusting him to do whatever he does, because it always seems impossible. And, and if you work always with impossible, like you realize it's not about what you are doing, it's what he is doing. And it's more about your heart's condition and how you trust him than anything else. So if you want to follow those steps, then, then be ready to, to really give up everything. And, and like um, Andrew is saying in his book, it's like it's an all-in lifestyle. It's not like you are not keeping anything for yourself, really. Uh, like God is generous, and, and he still speaks to me like how to be generous to my, towards myself as well. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's really your journey between you and God. And so just go to him, ask him, see what he's saying, and, and then do it. Be obedient. Like there's nothing probably harder than to be obedient to when God is saying something, but he loves obedience. He loves obedience more than sacrifice. And, and so following and trusting him in that in is, is that he will show up, he will turn up. And then, yeah, you'll learn a lot of things during those times. Fantastic. And you'll live an amazing life, an amazing life. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't swap it for anything, would you? Probably not. No, but it's, <laughs> it's always this, it's, it's not an easy life. It's like you, you experience the craziest thing. And, and that is like, I never dreamt of getting where I'm at today. Um, like I couldn't have never seen that four or five years ago. If you would have asked me four years ago, I probably would have said like, I'm probably going to be an artist who works out from home. Um, <laughs> which would have been funny right now to say that, but it's, um, no, it's, it's, it's really crazy how far God has taken this, this journey and, and being able to see like, I never dreamt of making so much money. And I, I don't know many people who have worked with me before who are able to make as much. And so it's not out of me boasting and saying like, I'm, I'm incredible. Like there's nothing that I really have done except trying to be faithful as, as much as I can. And, and yes, God has given me the ability to be good at what I do, but it's, it's sometimes it's so simple. Like one thing that really amazed me with your story, Andrew, is, is when you, um, share like this this easy step of like you know what I want to be a kingdom builder and so you went through the thoughts and 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 the way you wrote it down was so easily described it's like I'm um like I'm a plumber like who does a plumber work for like the builder and who does a builder work for the developer so who makes more money the developer so kind of like all right let's jump up the ladder and let's do that and something that is seems so so like for other people, like, yeah, it's not my business and it probably will take years to get there. Like you just kind of make that jump. And I feel like that was godly wisdom right there that just triggered those thoughts and, and made you just, all right, let's, let's do that. And so that's where I feel like it's incredible to, to just trust God, to show up, to come up with these ideas. Because for, for me, sometimes one of the things happened last year, um, 
started doing Facebook advertising, which is also why our sales uh, sales in our shop went so high, is is at one point we're in a hotel in London with my other uh, business partner, and and at the time he like we were we had a meeting thirty minutes later um, to go out for dinner, and and then I was in the room and just saying like you know what let's let's just record a quick video of like creating an ad, and then we we just spent like thirty minutes on something which then turned out to be the ad that were used to triple the sales of our shop in the next three months. So mm-hmm. this kind of like 30 minutes, and it's always been these short moments or when God just said like, there was one email that I got from, from an agency. Um, they, they were asking me for all these quotes and like, keep on asking me after like five emails, I, I kind of want to go back and saying like, you know, like you've asked for an estimate over and over again. And like, I like either you, give me the job or you don't. And, and I, like, but I'm not going to send you an estimate every time you ask for one. And I felt exactly at that time, like God saying, just be kind to them and do whatever they ask you to do. And I was like, all right, all right, let's put a <laughs> smile on my face and let's do that. 250 emails later, I got wow. the job and it was the most insanely paid job Plus, it was in the shortest amount of time. So I've never made so much money in such a short amount of time. And only because God at that time just whispered into my heart and saying like, no, you're going to reply to every email. You're going to do whatever they ask and you do, you're going to do it kindly. And, and so it's, for me, it's always this fear of like, maybe I'm going to miss that opportunity this year. And, and so far, I've never missed the opportunity. I felt like I've never missed the opportunity, but I don't know when the opportunity is going to come or what it's going to be or how it's going to look like. And so being patient in waiting and trusting God and, and knowing that He will show up and come through and just in, in ways that I probably would not expect, but it's always these short amount of times. It's crazy. Stefan Kuntz, it's been amazing speaking to you. You have already a fantastic testimony at only 29 and uh, God's just starting with you. And and I know that you've uh, inspired and challenged many people today listening to this podcast. So I want to thank you, mate, for it. And um, I'm looking forward to um, many, many more conversations with you, with you over many years. So bless you, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Kingdom Builders podcast. Join me for another all-in story in the next episode. Share this podcast with a friend and for more resources, visit kingdombuildersbook.com.